actually you know i didn't realize it thank you yeah i'm just thinking of that now and i've been collecting things ever since i was a kid and my mom used to shout at me for you know picking up random things from the <laughs> streets and i didn't even want to throw away uh, eraser shavings or you know sh- uh, shavings when you sharpen a pencil so i used to even collect all those shavings and separate them in little little glass bottles by color god knows what i would have done with it but i just didn't want to throw it away it's plastic free july my guest today is diti kotecha co-founder of the sustainable vegan eco-friendly plastic upcycling initiative thela which she runs out of athens greece She joins me from Bombay, India during the monsoons and she is one of the few people in the world I know who really walks their walk, standing firm in her values and beliefs without being rigid. Her company rescues discarded plastic bags, turns them into plastic yarn or plarn and uses traditional techniques like crocheting and weaving to make gorgeous useful stuff like housewares pouches purses jewelry and accessories not only does she significantly delay plastic from entering landfills but her work also helps revive traditional handicrafts in the state of gujarat in india provides respectable employment to village women waste collectors skilled artisans senior citizens and prison inmates saves cattle and other roaming animals from choking on waste plastic and educates collaborators and consumers around the world on how to really live a more sustainable life i couldn't be more proud to count her as a friend and have her as an ally for the planet. I hope you're inspired to make a change by this very special episode of the Rena Sense. Hi, I'm Rena and you're listening to the Rena Sense, my meandering, freewheeling, improvised podcast where I talk to people that interest me about whatever grabs our fancy. This podcast probably isn't going to help you grow your business. or save time or make money. It's not goal oriented or results driven or outcome focused. So, put on your headphones, take a walk, go for a drive or have a little lie down and savor the bliss of doing little else but listening to eccentric people being open and honest and enjoying each other's company. If you dig my vibe, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite platform and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and Enjoy the show. Aha! <laughs> yeah! It's your laugh. It's Diti's laugh. It's you. Yes. Yes, I can yes. quite clearly, which is great. Diti. Hi, Rena. Your profile photo looks so pretty. It's an Instagram filter, I think. Yeah. Filter. <laughs> <laughs> um. Thank you, and thank you for being here on the line with me. Even though we had some some tech issues, I haven't had tech issues in a while, so it's probably about time that they they came up again. So you know. Uh, okay. 
it's good mm-hmm. i mean it's the first time i'm uh, participating in a podcast so this is very new for me but i'm happy it's working yeah i mean the ideally it just feels like a phone call like we're just talking yeah. phone and that's yeah. why i like this setup because there's no mics and there's no weird you know you're not in a studio and there's no fancy equipment i am sitting in my car and my car is very hot <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm sitting in my living room because that's where the modem is the wifi and i've closed all the windows because there's been continuous rain since two days so you're in bombay and it's the monsoon i'm in bombay and i'm here during the monsoon after four years maybe wow so this is really really nice i'm so happy to be here yeah bombay monsoon is like a very special and a very specific memory like if you haven't had that experience it's very difficult to describe to anybody else that's what i feel uh, yeah i think anything that is nostalgic especially childhood memories uh it's very difficult to describe you cannot possibly make another person feel the same but i think everyone can relate to it because we all have our own childhood memories so but yeah bombay monsoon is about the smell the earth mangoes <laughs> bathing in water <laughs> wrinkled fingers <laughs> we never got to wade in water when we were kids we didn't have we did a little bit but um for some reason i was really interested in what we call gumboots or wellies uh yeah. rain, rain boots here and we didn't have them there was a number of reasons presented to us for why they weren't a good idea like your foot gets hot inside and then if water goes in then your feet are basically swimming in puddles and there was like a number of reasons and i didn't buy any of them honestly i was like but other kids have them and they look like a lot of fun and i want them in yellow <laughs> of course so i've always <laughs> had this fantasy of what it would be like to wade in water in But I'm surprised that uh, wellies or gumboots uh, for me while growing up. Well, what? That full-on rain for four, four to six months of the year. Um, but I don't know why. I bought my first pair when I went uh, for a music festival, and it was really mucky. uh where we were camping so one of the requirements was to get a pair of wellies i think i've had the same exact experience i yeah i'm thinking back yeah. now and like it was a music festival i'm pretty sure my first pair of rain boots was associated with a mucky like a possibly mucky music festival and i think it might have been a music festival in the uk even um hmm. yeah Oh weird. Okay, so I'm not the only one who didn't have rain boots growing up. Hello? Yes. I'm here. Okay, let's try this. Let's try yeah. this. Can you hear me now? I can for now. I hope this lasts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who knows, you know. I had to switch off my Wi-Fi connection too even though I'm right outside the house and I usually get a Wi-Fi signal here. So I'm I think it's just something in the air <laughs> on your side and mine. Um Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. We're yeah. still here. 
<laughs> okay, great. So you were saying, so you didn't have, I was just um, remarking that I didn't have rain boots as a kid and I didn't realize that you didn't either. So we both actually didn't have rain boots as kids. No, and still I don't see them used very often over here. People do have those uh, slippers, like uh, what we call chappals in Hindi, which are like those typical Hawaiianats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people don't really use gumboots over here in India, and I wonder why. Well, it's hot too. I mean, you think about your foot, the, the air is warm, the water is warm, essentially, right? And then yeah. you're putting your foot in this kind of closed oven baking situation. Um, yeah. And the water's probably going to rise up against the sides and and fill it at some point anyways because that's how flooded it gets so it's probably yeah. i don't know we're not really a boot wearing culture at least down where we are you know where it's warm it's also the humidity i think that we're just mm. yeah no breathing mm-hmm. but before this were you planning mm-hmm. to be in 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 bombay at this time or did you get stuck no, not at all. Uh, I wasn't planning to be here, but I don't feel stuck either. Yeah. <laughs> I usually <laughs> I uh, live in uh, Athens, Greece, as you know. And I come here for three months of the year for various reasons. I mean, most important to me is escaping the winter there. So Jan, January, February and March, I'm usually here. I was supposed to leave on the 7th of April. But because of the lockdown and there were also a lot of delays in my production and there are no international flights. So we're just waiting it out. Um, Yeah. I haven't talked to you in so many years and we've been kind of, I think, I've definitely been watching your journey and all the things you've been doing. I mean, the last I saw you, I think, was before you got married, before you went to Greece, before you started yes. Stella. Yes. You were getting into the the the, the recycled plastic yarn stuff. Yes. I think when I saw yes. you. We were in Goa together. I, yes, yes. And that time I was with Chindi. And uh, I think you had even, that time we were working with uh, upcycled fabrics, like textile waste. Yes. And you had even purchased some products from me. And I even remember that sunflower, that crocheted sunflower that you had. I still have it. I still have your, yes, it has come with me everywhere. This little red flower brooch, a crochet flower brooch. I have, at some point it got lost. Like it was in my stuff. I've been moving (laughs) and shuffling and I was distraught. I said, this is a piece of Diti and it's a really important thing for me. And I've worn it on multiple occasions. Because I have like yeah. this thing with red flowers. I used to, I haven't for a while, but I used to wear this big red flower in my hair as well. I remember, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would not wear those two things at the same time, but it was like some some part of me needed like a very promiscuous, promiscuous? <laughs> it's <a> very prominent. <laughs> prominent. <laughs> same thing, same promiscuous. thing. promiscuous, yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> uh, I needed a promiscuous red flower <laughs> at some part yeah. on yeah, my adornment. Yeah. And your flower was like my clothing version of it. So it's, it's yeah. still with me. It's on my That's dresser. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I too have something you had given me. I think you had got it from Ladakh. It uh, it was a wool, you know, the 
uh, felting they do with wool it's a little pouch mm-hmm. and i still use it for all my knickknacks <gasps> yay it's a red pouch a with a yes and that has a big blue flower on it i remember it yeah <gasps> we have <laughs> oh keepsakes from each other pieces of each other yeah 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 that's very important for me too wow carry little things wherever i go i'm trying to uh, live more minimally and declutter yeah so a lot of my collections because when since when i was little i've been collecting anything and everything but a lot of those collections have stopped and i've you know started gifting them away and things like that but gifts i get from people are memories and keepsakes that i still keep with me <laughs> I remember oh, when yeah. I first met you and you had mentioned this thing because I'm the opposite I'm like a not collector of things. Yeah. Um, and I remember being fa- I've always been fascinated by people who collect things and a little bit envious but I just don't have it. Like obviously I don't want it enough for me but I really admire it yeah. in other people and I've finally been able to like separate those two things and just be able to appreciate people who collect things and I'm sure you know there's a flip side to it also which is you know where do you put all the stuff and then it can get overwhelming or whatever but it also brings yeah. you great delight and joy i think one of the things you um that i remember you saying that you collected did you collect matchboxes yes i collected uh, matchboxes from all over india because at that time i would travel a lot by road in india and uh, since i was getting rid of all my collections i made a picture book for my nephew uh and it was all categorized you know because indian matchboxes are so interesting i'm sure like many other countries so there was a category of vehicles only of flowers only of animals so i made this whole picture book out of it so, this, so, that, so these were photographs of the matchbooks No no it was the actual matchboxes that i stuck and i made oh, a wow. like a picture book So it's there so the collection actual collection exists and it's it's you've it's there yes transformed it's, it into a memento and now it is a gift a yeah, piece of yeah. you Yeah yeah it's all cut up like they they're, they're no more in the form of little boxes Mhm it's all cut up and i threw the rest away but yeah it is it's still there this is so central to your personality is to collect things that other people don't want yeah yeah or yeah don't know how to use and then transform them into things of exquisite beauty and deep meaning like there's so much of you that goes into it and so much creativity and thoughtfulness and time and energy actually you know i didn't realize media. it thank you yeah i'm just thinking of that now and i've been collecting things ever since i was a kid and my mom used to shout at me for you know picking up random things from <laughs> the streets and i didn't even want to throw away uh, eraser shavings or you know sh- uh, shavings when you sharpen a pencil so i used to even collect all those shavings and separate them in little little glass bottles by color god knows what i would have done with it but i just didn't want to throw it away but that has uh, changed a lot now of course i'm very mindful of uh waste and the things i throw away and i do throw it away responsibly but i trying my best to de- de- declutter in terms of everything wardrobe and 
everything. But yeah, I don't throw it away. I try and give it to people who would appreciate it or make something of it. You're right. It's interesting. I didn't. I, I mean, didn't know central... that. I didn't notice that. <laughs> now you. <laughs> That's my job. I like to. I like to notice such things. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I collect personalities. I like. I like people's personalities, and so they're like, in not take them on, but I like to observe them. Yeah. Um, and appreciate them. And I that mean, you basically because that's a non-tangible. Ah, yes. It is a non-tangible thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is so a non-tangible thing. It works for me because I can't, I, I move a lot and I don't like to carry a lot of things. I like to have like at most one of a thing yeah, possible. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. like I've even reduced, when I met you, I had so many earrings. Remember we used to talk about earrings? Oh my God. Yes, all your and feather still, earrings. <laughs> I have all the feather. I know the ones that got lost and we backtracked looking for a feather. Yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Up we in the Himalayas it. somewhere. We found <laughs> it. In the mountains. We were in the yeah. mountains looking for a yes. feather earring together. Yes. <laughs> and I think you and I were the only ones who were really into it because you know we got the sentiment everyone yes. else was like, <laughs> and we're like no we are finding it and that's that and we will find it <laughs> that's hilarious I'm very gl- glad that you saw how much like that feather earring was very deeply like <laughs> I was attached to it it meant something to me and it's funny yeah. because now I have that earring and a bunch of others yeah and they're all I mean for years I've stopped I stopped wearing any other earrings I have one pair now they become my signature pair like the people recognize those earrings on me and ask me about them and oh. um so, so they're just one pair I boiled it down to one pair but they're like a very um impactful pair like they're 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 really different. Um, they suit my personality really well. So it's not just that they're different to be different, but like I just love them the minute I started. Actually, not the minute I started wearing them. They, they took a little fussing and effort to learn how to wear them because they're kind of special. They're all wood. And so they okay. have just a wooden peg, um, oh. a very fine kind of a wooden, like a needle kind of a peg yeah. that goes through. You have to thread it each yeah, time. And I wear yeah. them every day, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it took some learning to do, but once I learned it, I mean, I can do it without a mirror now. Um, and then I decided these were just an extension of me. Exactly, and so yeah. when I had that happen, then everything else became very simple. I was like, these earrings are lovely, the, the, the rest of the collection, but they don't serve me anymore because I've changed. Um, I haven't gotten rid of them yet, but I'm waiting to... Um, pass them along to I think like in maybe in little pieces again like this pieces of you thing like yeah. I know certain people I think would appreciate certain pairs of them yeah yeah, yeah. so I'm gonna be uh at some point I mean they're all like boxed up now all my most of my stuff is like in boxes in a basement somewhere uh, yeah I'm living out of one drawer right now actually you'll appreciate this oh wow have, really nice yeah yeah I'm in a kind of a semi-temporary living situation so so everything has been forced to reduce to like very little. Very and nice. it's uh, it's very good for me with someone with this much. Uh, I have a lot of, there's lots of collections of things in my head. Like there's lots of tunes and noise and stories. And yeah, <laughs> all yeah. kinds of clutter in my head. So I don't need the external, 
the external stuff exactly uh, adds to the overwhelm yeah and i think that's the right balance like even john my husband he says he just wants two pair of jeans and two white shirts and then he just doesn't have to think of what to wear you know it makes life so much more simple and hence enriching then you can spend more time on you know things that you say you know like collecting personalities and relationships and yeah you know and yeah. i like i like my wardrobe i like to dress up and stuff but i've made it in a way that it's kind of like a i told a friend this the other day i said i have a, a like a, a capsule costume wardrobe so Correct. i can i can mix and match with very few things and and make yeah. them be pretty different and still make them be really fun like there's a lot yeah. you can do with fishnet stockings for example correct correct yeah 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 right so then it's fun then the creativity like you have to get creative if you don't have a lot of options for me then that's the fun yeah correct i agree <laughs> but i was just saying i love that you have taken this aspect of your personality of of collecting and transforming things especially things that would otherwise become waste or trash or landfill uh, yeah or worse you know dangerous to animals or and such and you've turned it into thela so i would love to i I'm, i want to hear about i want to hear about the thela journey uh okay so uh i'll tell you what thela is although i know you know but this is just for people who are listening yeah uh it is a plastic upcycling initiative that i started when uh, i moved to athens uh where we handcraft products with discarded plastic so the idea is to work with plastic in any form right now we are working with plastic bags uh, of course always stuff that's a uh, plastic that's been discarded using handcrafted techniques so right now i'm working with crocheting and weaving handloom weaving so yes that's what thela is and my journey so my journey has been pretty uh interesting in the sense that it's been quite organic um i have grown up in india in bombay i have been freelancing as i was freelancing as a graphic designer and while growing up in bombay you know like how we were talking about gumboots etc while growing up in bombay we did not have uh, a very consumerist culture so like i do not remember ever using toilet paper we did not have single use products like we never had nappies you know my mom used old sari cloths when we mm-hmm. were when we were little there were no uh fast food restaurants no takeaway uh restaurants i remember when all these fast food chains started opening and the excitement and we would stand in long lines you know at the first mcdonalds mm-hmm. that opened in bombay i remember that big story yeah like yeah. blocks and blocks long people so excited for like the single use stuff <laughs> and the yes. experience of fast fast things yeah fast moving consumer goods and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we didn't even have supermarkets with heavily packaged products we just had the corner shops where we would we would buy our grains in bulk uh i remember my kitchen would have like you know 5 kilos of rice in a glass jar mm-hmm. at a time and that's how we grew up so 
I think we did witness the growth of this consumerism while we were growing up. Like I said, I remember the day McDonald's opened. And uh, when I first start, when my first graphic design job uh, was for a big branding agency that worked with packaging for these fast moving consumer goods. They're called FMCG products, which means things like toothpastes, shampoos, uh, typical uh, cosmetics, etc., that you would find in a store. And uh, mm -hmm. that's when I started learning about the harmful effects of plastic. I, you know, most of the packaging is quite unnecessary and most of the products also I learned was quite mm -hmm. unnecessary. Like we have a, a soap for the face, a soap for the hands, you know, hand wash, face wash. Whereas since it's packaged, it's all just chemicals, you know. And while we had to research all these products is when I started realizing and learning about the effect of not only these products, but it's packaging that is the plastic. And these products do get absorbed into our skin. So it is actually quite harmful. And I remember I was designing packaging for a strawberry shampoo for kids. And it obviously did not have any fresh strawberry in it. So we were not allowed to say strawberry in it, but just to beat the system, we had to use a photograph of a strawberry. So I just found myself, it was like, I don't know how to explain it, but it just got very difficult for me to do that. I, I just felt a lack of honesty, but I was happy mm. to have that job. And so, uh, because it did teach me a lot. So, uh, I mean, of course I quit and then I started freelancing. I helped with uh, design strategy and branding for many sustainable fashion brands. I worked with No Nasties, which is a fair trade mm -hmm. and organic clothing brand. I helped upcycle textile waste. I volunteered uh, in uh, several places in India, including Oroville when you were there. Mm -hmm. uh, for ethical handicraft units, I helped in Bombay. I helped empower a lot of marginalized, marginalized communities with handicrafts. So basically, that is where my interest lied in handicrafts, in design, in uh, doing something with plastic waste, especially plastic waste. And I can explain why plastic a little later. So, yeah, about Four years ago, when I moved to Athens, I was confronted with a much higher level of plastic consumption than what I was used to. And I think in Europe, uh, it, it's a lot more normal to consume plastic and a lot more challenging to avoid. I feel most people don't know how or have forgotten maybe how they live with less plastic. But I think since I've been in a position to have lived through its emergence, I think maybe that made me a little more sensitive to its impact and inspired mm -hmm. me to do something about it. And I've always, uh, I love to crochet and I've always crocheted with different kinds of yarns. You know, I would cut up my own t-shirt, an old t-shirt into yarn and then crochet with it. So I thought, hey, why not work with plastic? Because you guys so, make these yarns. Yes. Um, plastic yarn. Yes. So the process is, uh, at the moment, plastic bags alone that have previously been used and discarded. And there are 
the craft techniques are crochet and weaving but the process is basically to convert the plastic bags into yarn and this plastic yarn is commonly known as plan and then with that yarn one can do anything you know crochet knitting weaving macrame braiding anything so the crochet products are made entirely by me in athens so i first collect the plastic bags from garbage bins from local fruit and vegetable mar- markets you know they have weekly markets uh mm. from streets i also have various collection points uh which is like shops yoga studios etc where uh you know these spaces are supporting us by keeping a box for people to drop off their used plastic bags uh then i hand wash the plastic bags and dry them then i cut them into yarn by hand there's a relatively quick technique to cut it such that a single plastic bag if it's not severely torn uh you get a single piece of yarn from it and then i crochet it and then if there's something else required you know like the finishing the sewing etc and uh for the woven products i work with uh, similar but more established ethical organizations in india so the woven textiles are made again with discarded plastic bags by a cultural craft center known as khamir in kutch in gujarat and they follow the same process collecting cleaning cutting etc but they do it on a much larger scale they collect around maybe 100 kilos of plastic waste a month from waste collection points and uh, then they work with the uh, uh, weavers you know traditional weavers who have been who have this skill in their family mm-hmm. since generations and they are working to revive these old uh, hand uh, hand uh, weaving on these very old traditional looms so apart from weaving they are regular textiles they are also working with plastic because kutch does have a very big plastic problem so yes that's the story and then they are tailored into products by a fair trade self help center in bombay wow so that is the story and of course i try to make the product as sustainable as possible so any fabrics i use are uh i mean of course everything is vegan so there's no leather silk etc i use right now i use organic cotton that is naturally dyed you know with vegetables and herbs so yeah i'm trying to make it completely plastic free or chemical free apart from the discarded plastic that i'm using so yes that's the story <laughs> <laughs> I am so blown away. I mean, I've been blown away by you as a person. As Thank you, Rena. This was the long <laughs> version. I'm sorry. I hope. <laughs> no, don't be. I was just. I knew pieces of it, but when you tell it all together, you know, it just reminds me that the first time I met you, I was blown away by you, and I yeah. continue to be blown away by you in all the. I mean, this to me is not just about. Hey, I don't like. plastic waste and i want to do something about it you're taking that you're turning it into something and you are upholding all of your values like i don't know many people who will walk the walk like they'll talk big but they don't walk the walk and you're one of the few people i've seen throughout my life as long as i've known you 
Thank you, you have been like you have very high standards for yourself and you maintain them you have very strong values and you live by them and i respect that tremendously tremendously thank you so much i mean i try not to be so rigid because <laughs> otherwise it can be very daunting so yes i do have high standards but i do let go sometimes and i think that's okay as long as there's a mindfulness about its impact and what we are consuming and it is it is getting more and more challenging in this space of consumerism you know to live with less plastic and i think as you say it again i'm realizing that it's true like i know many people who are uh in the sustainable space or are at least aware of the impact that plastic has on the environment but i just find them in this space of complaining uh you know they'll probably be holding a plastic a, a single use plastic water bottle in their hand and waving it and you know telling me how how dirty the ocean has become and i just don't mm-hmm. understand why people don't see the connect and then then there are some people you know from the other spectrum who would judge me because oh my god why are you holding a plastic bottle you know so i just think it's a very personal journey and it depends on one's habits lifestyle etc and the idea is to just not get too daunted by it and not to be so rigid but to just enjoy the journey you know that's the main thing and it is it is a very enjoyable journey i mean it's all about being creative with what you can yeah. do and uh, alternatives you can find and it's just very very interesting to me now you know once i let go a little bit Yeah. What was that like? Like what was your what was your what was like what was this letting go part? I'm interested in that. What was it before and what happened that allowed you to let it let go a bit and therefore start enjoying it more? I mean, I was very anal about it personally, but I realized that like anything else, you know, like say you want to switch your nutrition habits or and anything you want to change in your lifestyle. if you don't make room for what what's the word if you don't make room for error it's not you're not mm-hmm. going to be able to maintain it and i think that's what was happening uh and also i was getting very anxious uh and it, i was just getting in a space of hopelessness you know that uh, just about the whole plastic conundrum and the you know when i would read all the facts about how much plastic is being used like you know there are over 1 million single use plastic bags being used every second apparently and so you know it just got very hopeless and i wasn't able to maintain it and then i slowly transformed into this space of you know it's okay instead of me trying to do everything if there are a mm-hmm. lot of us who just do what we can and that itself will make a difference and plastic is actually a very important and a very special material it is and it is necessary in many fields like the medical industry for example mm-hmm. uh it's just that it has been so overused in this world right now uh which is why the environment cannot cope 
uh, which is happening to lots of uh, lots of aspects in life like meat for example mm-hmm. you know i remember as kids meat was not or at least john would tell me that you know he grew up in a village in greece and they would get to eat meat only about twice or thrice a month when an animal mm-hmm. has died or something but right now uh the meat industry has become i mean i mean i i know friends who uh if there's no meat in their meal it's not a meal mm-hmm. so the just the uh, animal farming industry has become very unsustainable so similar with plastic i think plastic is a very uh, valuable material and i don't think we treat it with that value because of the presence mm-hmm. of all these single use or even non single use uh items you know like a tiffin box it need not be plastic because it's eventually going to corrode and crack and break and then it's going to be in the environment for you know up to 600 700 800 years uh whereas there are other materials that we've always used like steel or glass which are not as harmful to the environment once it is disposed and do last much longer mm-hmm. i'm looking around so, me now yeah. like oh i have a plastic bottle <laughs> and i have all this plastic in my in my yeah. like the tupperware stuff all do. i mean I've, yeah i've moved to glass to some extent and i think like, yeah. i think your image is actually in my head anytime i make such shifts I swear <laughs> I have a little like ditty angel over me saying yes reina this is good this is good this like take the yeah. water bottle <laughs> instead of the plastic yeah. one I'm like ditty would be proud of me <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean everyone like i just bought an umbrella and it's synthetic it has plastic yeah. fibers in it the handle is plastic so it's very difficult to avoid and yeah and uh, i mean again it 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 is a very interesting creative process i could have looked online and looked for a sustainable umbrella and there are alternatives to 99% of both single use and non single use everyday products yeah uh and there's a variety of options you know uh so it it just requires time and perseverance and creativity so and, and more like what time, it's be... like it's like your focus right like if you're if exactly. you're committed to it if it's important to you if it's a priority then you're going to make the time for anything right i never buy That's this true. this deal of like i don't have time for a thing it, to me that translates to it's not important enough for me because if something is important enough you're going to make the time you're going to find the money you're going to you know derive the energy from somewhere if something is high you're enough right. priority right you're so right. yeah, time yeah. is just time code totally it's just time yeah, is a yeah. code for something else right and i think it it by time i mean yeah it does take time in the sense you have to research it a bit but that process itself is so enriching that yeah it's not it's not really a waste mm-hmm. uh, a waste of time and it does overall save money it may not personally be your money but overall it is a lot more economical and sustainable yeah and but i also love that, that you have longer. go ahead yeah no Sorry. for sure no. i mean that's part of your sustainability piece right like it's not it's it's taking what has been wasted and turning it into something useful but it's also preventing further waste from happening at least in your corner of the world right and it's not just you rescuing these bags and turning them into something because what you've done now 
right? You've done several things. You have also, you're educating the people in Athens, right? Yes. And anyone who buys your products has yes. some, right? And then people who see those products, like the friends of the people who buy them might be interested mm. and ask questions. So there's like this ripple effect of education, of awareness, right? All the centers that have signed up the yoga places and, and whatever uh, grocery stores and stuff that you've, you've gotten on board to yeah, collect yeah, yeah. these bags for you. Now you have little kind of little points of, of education and awareness that are, that are outside you, right? It's not just you having to go yes. around doing yes. all this, right? And then yeah, but it little... started out of that. It I was yeah. like genuinely shocked at the amount of plastic bags that were being used in Athens. And honestly, I've not started it only to reduce the amount of plastic that ends up in landfills, etc., but to increase awareness about its impact mm-hmm. and easy alternatives. Mm-hmm. And honestly, what I'm doing is I'm not preventing plastic waste from entering landfills and oceans. I'm just diverting it because yes. it has, you know, it's already been discarded. So I'm just delaying the process. You're but it process. is a harmful material and it is ev- eventually going to decompose into microplastics that would harm us. So this is not an end solution. And which is why I even feel that, you know, when I have these different collection points, People think, oh, anyway, Diti is going to collect the plastic bags. It's okay. Let's just use, you know, like if they're at a supermarket. Yeah. Uh, You know, I have a place to give it where it will be of good use. It's it's, uh, natural for someone to think like that. So Mm -hmm. I'm also doubting that, you know, I don't want this entire process to be counterproductive. So I thought instead of having collection points, I can organize groups of people and we can go together and collect plastic. Uh, from the streets, from the garbage bins, you know, uh, every time there's a, every time there's the farmer's market, uh, just when the market is shutting, I just collect all the plastic bags before they throw it into the bins. Or, you know, like Athens has a lot of hills and in the evenings there are all these teenagers who go there and hang out with their beer and they get their beer in these blue plastic bags that they get from the alcohol shops. Mm-hmm. So I go collect the blue plastic bags from the hills so I can actually arrange like a sort of a cleanup drive, etc. and collect all my plastic bags from there where, you know, they're genuinely discarded. Yeah. So it's all no, a really learning admiring. process. Yeah. Even for me. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. it's a journey. <laughs> no, it's really amazing because, I mean, you're also, you're reviving um, these handicraft techniques like the 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 organizations that you're working with in Gujarat right you're getting yes. people to bring out their old looms that they might not have been using or like yes. um, industries that are kind of on the verge of collapse or or worse you're doing something to bring those back to educate the people who are doing it because by by giving them um, work right especially in the sustainable way they are automatically being educated and being made aware of what they're doing, right? So yes. that trickle effect, I don't want to diminish the effect that like there's a ripple effect, there's a trickle effect there that is. happens that's way beyond you making products from waste materials because now people, like there's a conversation to be had around it. There's in, industries being sustained and revived because of it. There's like an international reach to it. I mean, you're between India and Athens primarily, but your products go other places, right? You've got collaborations with people in different parts yeah. of the world. 
Um, yeah. So there's like, you know, I love this reframing of yours saying, wow, we start off thinking what a big problem this is in the world. I don't know where to begin to address it. How can I possibly have an impact? And when you switch that to saying, I'm going to let go a little bit and just say, I, w- I will be curious and do my part as best I can without being too rigid and have a little, you know, open mind, like a child's mind to see where yeah. this is going to take me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the next thing you know, you're having... about my journey so that yeah. other people can also... I think that impact is more than a single, like I said, than a single person being doing it mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. and not lasting. is like just spreading it and, you know, several people doing it, even 20, 30, 40%. I mean, that's that sustainability itself, right there. Right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your process has to be sustainable just as the products are sustainable. And you can only do that by spreading it out, right? So anyone listening to this too might have a little bit of a moment of, uh, or a big moment of like, aha, I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, I haven't thought about this. And without demonizing plastic, I really like that aspect too, that you have, because a lot of the times this can become really self-righteous and it can become really kind of um, judgy in a, yeah. in a way that other people then are not feeling invited to the conversation, they're not feeling invited to the party because, oh, I have, do I have too much plastic already? Like, I don't want to show up to this thing. What if I make a mistake? They're going to look at me badly. You know, that weight can prevent yeah. a lot of people from even making an effort. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it's all about being open and creative. And, you know, like I said, it's very daunting. But even if we do, something inculcate a habit not every day but maybe four days a week or you know just like uh, in fact this month july is uh, plastic free july it's a movement that happens uh during this month every year oh where uh, billions of people take up the plastic free july challenge where they try to eliminate or uh, not eliminate again to reduce their plastic consumption. And oh, I, I didn't think, even know that. That's amazing. I, I got to get this episode episode out fast. Then I will yeah, publish yeah, this yeah. fast so we can. I didn't even realize it was like what perfect timing because we're recording this in July. Um, yeah, and pu- publish it as a plastic free July thing. That will be really yeah, good. yeah. I'll put it yeah. under that. I'll, I'll frame it as yeah. that. That would be awesome. Would and be there's awesome. a lot if you if you look it up even on social media. Yeah. or even online, there's a lot that happens. And uh, what I try to talk about during Plastic Free July is like, you know, there are four weeks and there are uh, four single-use plastics, which are known as the top four, you mm-hmm. know, because they're consumed the most. Mm-hmm. So how about we reduce it one at a time in those four weeks? So say this week, I stop using plastic bags, which is simple. It's just a very simple task. It means not stop again, reduce. It, it means mm-hmm. I carry a cloth bag with me wherever I go. Uh, so, of course, uh, you know, like I know I'm going shopping for fruits or vegetables or clothes or whatever. So I will carry a bag. But even on those days when I'm not going shopping, but something unplanned comes up uh, or you see... Uh, a banana vendor on the street and I'm like, hey, I've run out of bananas. So, so it's even for those <laughs> impromptu moments yeah. <laughs> that you have your little plastic bag with you. And it can be, uh, you know, those typical bags. Uh, sorry, you have your cloth bag with you. 
plastic 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 it's like yeah. in my yeah. grave yeah. and it can be those little cloth bags that you roll up and it fits really compact in your bag i and have one of those i always it. have one i have a little yeah. fold up bag it tucks into itself it's got a little pocket that you stuff the Correct. rest of it into Correct. and it becomes a yes. tiny little it's like the size of a wallet or smaller like actually smaller than that yeah yeah like a like little the side ball. pocket of my handbag yeah a little ball i love yeah. those bags they're so handy um my yeah. mom always had a bag with her growing up like i i don't know where yeah. she her handbag was like a mary poppins bag i have to say anything you wanted was in my mother's handbag and now as a mother myself i'm like my handbag does not stand up anywhere near to what my mom's bag had she had yeah. everything you know sewing a button broken here's a sewing kit like you got a bruise yeah. here's a here's a bandaid you need to shop here's a cloth bag yeah. like, here's, keys, yeah. here's i don't know what your safety pins like just mary yeah. poppins bag but she always had a bag with but her. that's what her bags were full of earlier you know and, and it's so worth it yeah um so yeah and then of course if you've gone a little overboard with your shopping you should you you can you know use a plastic bag but you've at least saved another two three plastic bags from being used so you know if 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 we take up one challenge a week it actually gets quite simple that's great i didn't realize it was plastic free july so hooray for plastic free july i will think about what i can do more of yeah um and and the idea is to take it forward to like now we've had the the over here we had you know, the pandemic and and quarantine and things are starting to open up like honestly faster than i feel like anyway i will save my mm. thoughts on that <laughs> but um i've seen and had a little bit of experience with like i don't like to eat out myself much at all and i definitely do very little takeaway like it's just i don't know i i know i can put food together that's palatable to me very quickly like it's actually faster yeah. for me to do that yeah then think about Real what i want cooking. and order it and then go get it or wait for it like within then i could have made something eaten it and moved on to the next thing so i just have very yeah. little tolerance anyways to eat out unless it's going to be like a really nice experience and i have very few of those in my year um yeah but like by, it's a personal journey na so this yeah. is your journey but Like yeah. for example, when it comes to eating out or ordering, I really like it. I like yeah. to go to my favorite Japanese restaurant, etc. Yeah. And in 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 Bombay, when I go out to eat Chinese, I like to over order so then I can eat the next day. Yeah. But <laughs> I know I'm going to do it, and I'll carry my steel box, so I won't oh, use wow. their takeaway containers. Yeah. But I'll carry a box. And I remember That's Arushi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, Arushi for people who don't know is a common friend, and in fact, she's the re- Uh, Rena is the reason that Arushi and I also know each other. Arushi and her car is all uh, the, her car is always rattling with the steel boxes because she <laughs> always has them <laughs> in the back of her car. I'm like, at least put them in separate cloth bags so they don't make this noise. So <laughs> she just has it in her, her car. car. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> I was thinking so, about this earlier because we were going to talk, and I was thinking, wow, I have connected a lot of. different people in my life together in ways and i've moved along a lot and i realized yeah. one of my roles in my life is like to connect people like i will keep moving but i bring certain people i'm like you guys should this you meet this one that one should be that one and when you guys have traveled yeah. together like there's a whole pod of yeah. people that i have right had friendships that have yeah. lasted but long they're now my closest and... friends are the ones i know through you and i think of you every day 
because these of that. These are pieces of me, then these are my gifts. I will give to Yeah, and it's, it's the most valuable thing oh. ever. I oh. was doing a 21 day gratitude workshop, yeah. and one day was to just uh, think of any 10 friends and thank them for whatever. And I, I actually thanked you for connecting me with, you know, Aureli, Laura, Arushi, as so many people. Oh, wow. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. So anyway, back to what we were talking about. So so what I do is if I'm ordering food in Athens, mm-hmm. I usually order my favorite pizza, which is this vegan hemp-based pizza restaurant. And it comes in a cardboard box. And then that I, you know, I have a secondhand shredder and I shred it and I compost it directly. So nothing is going in my bin. Mm. And I, yeah, I eat up all the pizza. So there are a few, <laughs> there are a few options like that, yeah. you know, where I can also order food. And otherwise, you know, if I've got like really bad period cramps or it's raining outside and I don't want to go out, then, you know, we live in a relatively central area. So John will just go to our Japanese restaurant and pick up the food. We'll call and then we'll yeah. just go pick it up. Yeah. Uh, in, in our containers so it's all possible and sometimes if you just don't feel like just order it and it's fine yeah, it's fine you know yeah make the box into a flower pot or a waterfall <laughs> you know <laughs> but I was thinking I mean we got some uh takeout the other day well I hadn't ordered it but anyway it was here and it just reminded me how much of it like just one order of takeout I know had so many I mean styrofoam containers inside of which there's like these single use the little boxes for the sauce or the dips or whatever you know yeah. and all of that is and then the the plastic uh, uh lidded containers um yeah and all of that in a plastic bag yeah it's so much and like it overwhelms me it takes away my enjoyment of the of the food itself I'm like and the clamshell you know the clamshell yeah. um salad boxes or whatever yeah it's yeah, a lot. yeah. And- and the paper boxes and coffee cups are even worse because it's paper lined with plastic. So when there's mm. a mix of material, neither can be recycled. It just has oh, to wow. be go, go, yeah. it goes straight to the landfill. Nothing can be done. So yeah. they may, you know, like it, it, it's challenging in the sense, I mean, of course, it's a positive challenge, but it just requires a lot of, uh, you know, dwelling into what exactly is it and what's going on out there and even uh, city specific, what's really happening to your recycling, uh, yeah, etc. Yeah, I watched this great movie uh, a, a little while ago called The True Cost. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's about the the fast fashion industry, which is kind of akin to plastic, but it's with 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 clothing. Um, yeah, it is related. It's very related to plastic. It's very related. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. It's so good. It was so powerful. I mean, even before that, I used to, I think 95% of my, my wardrobe is secondhand or I've got, I, the other day I was at the supermarket and the, um, the checkout guy looked at my shoes and he noticed them and he's like, that is a skateboard brand of sneaker from the 90s. They're no longer in existence. How do you have those yeah. shoes? Till I'm like, they are from the 90s. I've kept them very well and I love them very much and there are no replacements for it because that company's gone out of business for a long time now. This is like, what is the 90s yeah. now? That's thir- is that 20 years ago? Yes, 20, like 20 plus years ago. I've had these shoes for that long. So I, I hold on yeah. to things. Um, yeah. 
and things that I love, especially, I'm like, I just don't, I don't want to throw it away. Um, so watching that movie was, was not new, but it was news in the sense of like the impact and the the far reach of, you know, these really cheap throwaway mentality of clothes, which is similar to the throwaway mentality of the plastic. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's all a learning process. I mean, of course, I've bought uh, clothes from fast fashion brands as well. But sure, yeah. I know now and I still have them and I'm going to let them last as long as possible. You know, it, it, instead of being like, oh God, and throw it away, whatever yeah. it is, we just yeah. make it, 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 even plastic, just use it as, you know, when, once once it has come into your hand exactly use it yeah. as much as yeah. possible yeah uh, you know there's a it's it, it goes in order reduce reuse recycle so reuse mm-hmm. you know is the second which is you know before you give it for recycling or whatever just reuse it as much as possible i mean i do the same with food like i I it it hurts me. I think it physically pains me to yeah. throw away food from the fridge that's just been sitting there in the back that's just been forgotten, or someone yeah. got bored of it, or you know. And I understand yeah. it requires same similarly like it's been years of me cooking to come exactly. to a place where it feels uh, second nature to just take little bits and bobs of things that are perfectly fine. They may not look the best. Right, but yeah. they're not going to kill anyone. They're not poisonous. They haven't gone bad. Um, yeah. yeah. And the pain that it causes me to throw them away is exactly. like it's, it's a physical reaction. It's a it's a physical reaction. reaction. I know what you mean because just like you feel that for food, I feel that for plastic. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, but it's like you you know food, all you the know, things like, that went into it, right? Everything exactly. that went into that cauliflower growing in the field exactly. where it was like I trace it all the yeah. way back at the water that it got where did it get that water and the soil and the sunshine and the farmer or whoever tended yeah. to it and cut it and I do this with my daughter too we do exercises and like we were making lemonade the other day I was teaching her to make lemonade um yeah. with salt she loves it with salt She's yeah like, mama please don't forget to put salt <laughs> yeah 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 um, well done and and then we just traced the journey of the lemon. I said, where do yeah. you think this lemon came from? And then we kind of, I yeah. mean, some of it is imagined, right? Like imagine it on trucks, like crossing from California. Of we look course. at the label because everything here has a little paper label on it, which annoys yeah. me. But anyway, um, the stickers. So yeah. it was from California. So, and we're on the West, uh, we're on the East Coast here. So like, when did it get picked? Was it even ready to be picked? It probably wasn't. It got like ripped from the tree a little prematurely. But then how it yeah. grew up, like where did it grow up? What was its life like? And then it came and then it, you know, went into some warehouse. Then it went into distribution, into trucks. Then it came into our local store here. Then it came into the house. Then it sat in the fridge and now it's its moment to become yeah. lemonade, you know? So we went through yeah. this whole journey and she was just, yeah. at some point she was like, mom, you can stop now. <laughs> I got really... <laughs> I got really into it. I was like, this is how I think about the journey of the food. That's but it's interesting. It, it just uh, makes you love it more and hence not waste. Yeah. And I am very particular about the food on my plate too. Like even if there's a piece of sesame that's left, I'm like, this little sesame should go, belongs in my mouth, you know. 
I will learn to lick plates from you. You <laughs> are the master of plate licking and enjoying the last bit with your fingers. I can visualize this right now. Diti yeah. just taking her finger and slurping yeah. every bit of the tomato chutney from a palm leaf in Kodi Canal. Exactly. Yeah, and my mom. While growing up, my mom would tell me that look, if you're outside. in a restaurant you use your finger don't directly take the plate into your you know face and lick it with your tongue so when i'm at home i still directly lick it but when i'm in a restaurant i was allowed to you know scoop it with my finger and then do it so yeah it's your collector personality even comes out over there it's like i will collect all of it, honestly i never I knew this that- you know rena <laughs> It's in everything. Once you find the common thread, you'll oh find it in God. everything you do. Has that that bent, right? It, you bring that part of you into everything that you do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the 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 licking, <laughs> licking thing. <laughs> I discovered very early because we met, right? We on some project we were doing like yeah, whatever yeah. the project was. Um, I know what you're we gonna like say. Instantly, friend. And then we <laughs> yeah. went to Cody. We went. You were like, yeah. you want to come on this trip? Like I just. And you're like, yeah. I'm like sure. She's like, we have an extra train ticket. Do you want to come play ultimate frisbee with us? I'm like, I don't run <laughs> yeah. and I don't jump and I don't play ultimate frisbee, but I like you people. And a train ride yeah. sounds awesome. So let's take a train ride together. And and on frisbee. that train, you had homemade hummus with carrot and cucumber sticks. <laughs> and there, my already existing love for you grew. And I oh. remember licking that hummus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. my god we have done a lot of licking of food together i know this for sure and like yeah. savoring it i remember just savoring yeah. it remember that row of dosa places in kodi where the yes. cows would come and then they would eat your plate essentially the cows would eat yeah. the banana leaf that was yeah. my favorite part of it that you got to yeah. feed your plate to somebody else that that was so awesome yeah. and that tomato yeah. we sampled all the different tomato chutneys at the different yeah. we went hopping from chutney. one <laughs> Yeah. Hopping from the, one stall to the other. Yeah, but the tomato chutney was by far the best. We so had more good. chutneys than the actual dosa, you know. Just oh, it is always it's always about condiments. The sauce. It, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it is always about the sauce. <laughs> yeah, and the dressings and the dips and the dips. Yes, things. the dips and the paste and the sauce and the marinades and the dressings, all the tasty things. Yes, yes. <laughs> Wow, Diti, it's been so so nice catching up with you, and we haven't talked in ages. And I would love to talk offline some more. When yeah, have a moment. I But was just thinking you. the same thing that let's please catch up. Otherwise, also, uh, yeah. more importantly, I want to know exactly what all you are up to. Of course, I follow everything you do on Facebook. Uh, but it will be great to hear it in person. So let's do that sometime next week. That sounds great. I would love to, and I'm super excited to have had you on the podcast. See, it didn't even feel like a podcast. We just had an awesome catch up. Um, yeah, I knew it would be like this. I mean, normally speaking in public, etc., makes me really nervous. But this I've just been looking forward to because it's you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I get that so much from people when I ask them. They're like, yeah. normally we're nervous, but it's you, and that makes me feel so good. It feels so good to hear that that you trust me. But that's who mm-hmm. you are, like you said. You connect people. You're a people's person. I'm a people's people person. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rena. Awesome, Diti. I, I discovered a lot so of much. things. 
about myself. Oh, yeah. I love you too. Good. Yeah. Listen to this again. If you ever forget about yourself, you can go back. This is just for us. If even if nobody else listens to this, this is for you and me. I decided I want to make things with people I love. Then we can go back and listen to or look at or just even if we don't to have this experience nobody exactly. can take that away from us you know? yeah i'm so happy you thought of me honestly thank you <laughs> you're very <laughs> welcome lots of lots of lots of lots of lots of love Mwah. bye Mwah. bye rena bye <laughs> bye well that's it for this episode i hope you enjoyed it as much as i did Before you go, here's a little something you can do. If you want to tell me what you thought of this episode or if you have ideas of people you think I could speak to on future episodes, leave me a voicemail. Just go to anchor.fm slash the Reina Sense slash message and you can record a personal voicemail just for me. I might even play it on a future episode. Again, that's anchor.fm slash T-H-E-R-A-Y-N-A s-e-n-s-e slash message to leave me a message and tell me what's up until next time my lovelies thanks for listening and take good care bye